Welcome to Stories of COVID, the interview project that explores what it's like to experience a global pandemic. I never thought I would see this in my lifetime. It is scary and it is very real, but it's not hopeless. As I said, I changed three planes. None of them were wearing any gloves or masks. I've never seen so much support for freelancers or artists in the in the media um, as I have now. They both laid me off from just the advent of the, the outbreak. I'm anthropologist and author Veronica Kieran, and I am building an interview archive of stories and anecdotes that define this time in history. If you have an experience that you'd like to share, check out the show notes to sign up for an interview. Adam Hallett is from Chicago, Illinois, but is sheltering in place in the Netherlands. He first heard about the pandemic while he was in Portugal, and as the borders began to close, decided to shelter in Europe. When I first heard about it, I was actually, I was in the Azores, which they're like uh, Portuguese islands in the Atlantic. I remember hearing about like Wuhan and the lockdown and I remember like people talking about like making references to like SARS, MERS, and things like that. I decided to stay in Europe. So like right now I'm in the Netherlands. Um, Cause like what happened was I was in the Azores for like a while and then I had planned to go to, or basically I went from the Azores to Rotterdam and now I'm in Leiden. Um, and so like, I was at a point where I was I was planning to fly home on the 31st. I had like some meetings in Chicago and then when this started happening um and the travel ban happened I decided that it wasn't like a great idea for me to come back because like obviously I don't really need to cuz I'm a remote worker <laughs> but also like there's like like um my parents called me they were all worried and they were like, you should come back home and we can't protect you if you're out there. But I think as it turns out, like the, like some countries are luckier than others, I guess, or have put in policies that are better than others, which I don't think we completely understand why, but um, I think the Netherlands is doing, Netherlands and Germany have like better leadership, national leadership than say like the US. I'm just, I think I'm here indefinitely. I really didn't think this would happen, but like because of like Illinois as like a shelter in place and even before that my coworkers were working from home. And so I think the company just thought, oh, we'll just be working from home for a week, but that didn't really make sense. Like the the big change is that which this might seem small, but um like my my company always used to do like audio calls and now we're doing a lot of video calls it's a little strange being on camera all the time going from audio calls to video calls and it's been different a different dynamic too because most of my coworkers actually like being in the office so i think it's been hard harder for them because i'm always remote but they're they normally are in the office but now they're stuck at home and so i and my friends are stuck at home too so i think it's kind of a big adjustment for everyone the business I work for makes a kiosk that goes in Sam's Club, 
And so because no one can go into the office, like we have to come up with ways to test the kiosk or test new features on the kiosk without actually being in the office. So that's like an ongoing thing that's kind of challenging because like we want to do like an end to end test. In order to do an end to end test, you have to have the user like scan something at the kiosk, scan their card, tap the screen. Well, not anymore. So like <laughs> we had to like, we had to completely redo that. Um, so now the experience is a touchless experience, basically, um, where they don't have to touch the kiosk to get like a free sample or to get something in their email. It's going, it's always going to be like in the future, we're always going to have like, have to have like a backup plan. Like, what do we do? Because, um, what happened was, is like these store managers, like at these different Walmart stores, they like the manager of the store has like a lot of power so they can just like yank the kiosk off the floor. And so like, we started to have like kiosk being pulled off the floor. And so it's like a major like revenue issue. If, we, if none of the kiosks are on the floor, then we don't make any money. So like, I think in the future, we're always going to have to have like a backup plan for this. And I think everyone was unprepared. No one ever thought that this could possibly happen. I was in Rotterdam. I just got here to this city this week, but like I had been in Rotterdam and I guess the first thing like I knew it was serious and I knew the restaurants were closing and I knew food was being delivered and all this jazz and I thought that was okay. And I've been like ordering food and having it delivered. It was like, it's been really convenient because, well, I like, I used to, I lived in Chicago like for four years and Chicago is like a, like a city with like a lot of old buildings. And so if you have food delivered to your house, the delivery guy is always calling you and saying the buzzer doesn't work, come down, get your food. And it's like, it always like caused me so much stress and here like so i would always meet the person like downstairs and they would always be like surprised like i was accosting them or something and so like after this covid 19 thing like the app stopped working so like as soon as they got like close to your house like the like they deliver the food on bikes so as soon as they got close to the house um the tracking stopped updating and so they would just show up at your door and I think that was like designed so that people didn't go down and get their food. And the next interesting thing was like, the first time I had food left after these restrictions, the guy put his like backpack in front of my door, rang the doorbell and walked like 10 feet away. And then I had to like open the door, reach out, grab the food and pull it in. And then after I closed the door, he came back and grabbed the, the item. So that was like, that's when I thought, okay, like I get the closures, but now it seems like these, these businesses are taking it a lot. It's, they're taking it quite seriously. So it's interesting. So I actually live like, um, I live like, I don't know, a hundred feet from like a high street. Like there's all these shops and stuff. And so there's like, um, there's like a rule that I guess that you can't for these small shops that are still open, like the restaurants are closed and the bars are closed, I think. But these small little shops, um, you're only allowed to have like four people in them at a time. So there's, you'll see like people like kind of like standing on the street, but like not in a line so much. It's just like kind of spread apart so that they keep their distance. So like that's one of the things. Um, if you're walking on a sidewalk, because like a lot of sidewalks in Europe are quite, I don't know if you know, but they're like, a lot of them are like quite small. So if like you're walking on a sidewalk and you come across someone, they're gonna cross to the other side. They're gonna walk in the bicycle lane. 
I've noticed that so much. Like people are very like cognizant about their like personal space now. Um, and I'm trying to think what else. Um, I actually haven't seen too many masks. I haven't seen too many people wearing masks out. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of other precautions, I think that the Netherlands hasn't done like a full lockdown or shelter in place. And I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting strategy because like a lot of other countries are doing that. They want to flatten the curve quicker. Um, but I think the attitude of the Netherlands is like, well, this is going to go on for a long time. So we need to have like a more moderate approach. So I'm not sure. It seems like some people are claiming that the numbers are leveling off or they're going to level off. And other people are saying um, that why didn't the Netherlands react faster, do something faster. It's like the critique of every government like almost except China and they're totalitarian, so it doesn't even count. One of the interesting things I found is like a few weeks ago, um, I was in Rotterdam and I was, cause I was originally planning to fly home on the 31st. And so like I was running an Airbnb and I was gonna fly home on the 31st. So when I realized I probably wasn't gonna do that, I decided to contact like some uh, Airbnbs in uh, Amsterdam and The Hague. And I messaged them and I was like, hey, can I rent this place for this amount of money? Um, because like by this time there was like an entry ban, like there's not going to be any tourism type of thing. And so I messaged them and it was really a good lesson in the fact that like prices are sticky. Like people had a really hard time accepting that like the reality had changed. And so like one message I got back from someone was like, um, you realize this is like a 600 euro a night apartment, but it's not anymore. <laughs> like, and so I got, I like contacted so many people and I finally found this place, which is not in either of those places. So I think it's, there's a lot of people that haven't accepted the reality that um, this is probably going to last into the summer. It's going to just, even if the Netherlands recovers faster, like there's not going to be tourists like flying in from other countries probably like i mean i just don't think i don't think it's going to be good like mm -hmm. maybe you say like people in the netherlands will travel to amsterdam and the hague but it's i think there's there's definitely going to be less tourism so i think that people have a hard time accepting that this is going to go on because a lot of the leaders well especially in the us but a lot of the leaders haven't prepared people for like how long this is going to last the duration so um i think that's that's been an interesting experience and also like i also think that this could be kind of an opportunity to travel do some more traveling but i don't know when so <laughs> i think i could use this depending on if netherlands recovers go somewhere else but i like I'm actually sure what I'm going to do next. I recently looked at flight prices and to fly across America, you can buy a ticket for $13. Adam is right. To travel right now would be very affordable, but it's not wise. And so we remain stuck between a rock and a hard place. Episodes are being released as soon as I get the interviews. 
So subscribe so that you don't miss a thing and share if this meant something to you and if you think others might benefit. Stay safe. Stay well.